all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Saints. Powered by Overtime Media. Hello and welcome back into an off-season edition of the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Galata, and this is going to be another kind of like a recap episode. We're going to be recapping the Saints free agents. We're basically just going to give them an overall grade today, and then we'll go to player by player in our next episode. So this is going to be 152B. Um, our 152A episode was a episode about the preview of the Saints-Falcons game that will be um, rebroadcasting tonight on ESPN, 8 p.m. Um, Eastern Standard Time, and then Central Standard Time will be 7 p.m. So that will be really fun. If you guys want to hear my thoughts about that, definitely check that out. That's going to be the 152A episode. So this 152B episode is going to be about the 2020 Saints. Normal episode here, probably a little shorter because we we're putting out the A episode, but the B episode um, it should be a good size. We have two topics to get into. One, we're going to be talking about the all-decade team for the Saints and just the players who made it. Some players that got snubbed. Drew Brees, one of them. Very, very interesting there. So, um, first, I think we're just going to get right into that, as that's going to be kind of our news portion. And then our main topic is going to be the recap of the Saints free agencies. And so, let's get into it here. So, first, let's just look at these rosters here as... Look, it, it is very interesting because the Saints did have players that made, or players that played on the Saints made this team. Darren Sproles made it as kind of the flex player because he played all around. Jari Evans made it. Cameron Jordan made it, which is really, which is really good for those players. Very happy for them as they all deserve it. But the one player that definitely deserves it and it's not on this list is Drew Brees. How isn't Drew Brees on this list? Now, Aaron Rodgers is going to be the QB in question. Tom Brady should definitely make it. I don't think anyone would say otherwise. It's Aaron Rodgers the main one. How is Brees not above Rodgers? Brees has the better stats. Brees has the Super Bowl. Rodgers has the Super Bowl as well. Rodgers does have two MVPs to Brees' zero. But especially in the last five years, Brees has been the better QB. And I, again, I, I'd i love to see that. This is what Chris Rose Vogel said about it. He said, I'd love to see what Rodgers would have done in the 2012 Saints team. And it wouldn't have been much. Rodgers is not a leader, in my opinion. And he's really, since 2012, there's a stat that he's under 500 um, against playoff teams, which is, or winning teams with winning records, not even playoff teams. So, it's just interesting. You're leaving the best, the quarterback with the most yards, the quarterback with the most touchdowns, the quarterback with the most completions. That's the best quarterback of, you know, statistically of our generation here. And he's not being awarded anything is just to me interesting it shows how little stats i guess mean to drew Brees because stats and other i mean other stats like mvp i see that's mattering with aaron Rodgers and other um i mean obviously other positions are stats are gonna be way more but quarterback i guess it's just not as much i just don't see how drew Brees isn't on this list the numbers and again i know it's interesting what they're gonna do are they gonna say drew Brees is um his super bowl not gonna count because then i guess maybe you can make a a, a little of a um, a argument towards Rodgers because he Brees would have no Super Bowls and Rodgers would have won. It's kind of interesting to see how that would go. Um, I, I guess they're not counting for it because technically that's a 2009 season and then we're looking at 2010 and on. Interesting. Um, so I guess maybe that's the reason, but still, Brees is just... The stats, the stats are there and it's not like Rodgers. I mean, he only's only got one title in 2010 and besides that, just nothing really. He has, again, two MVPs, but just not that much playoff success. Um, basically, just as much as Brees, in my opinion, if not a little less... And then the teams overall, I mean, I feel like Brees has played for a lot worse teams. 
than Rodgers has. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like Breeze, the defense that he's plays were much worse. The offensive weapons he had was much worse. I just don't see that. And, again, it's just very interesting now. Again, definitely congrats to everyone who made it, especially you're looking at guys from the Saints, Jerry Evans, big Saints. I mean, that's, a, that's the main Saints guy. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, I think, down the line. It's really good that he got that recognition. I'm really happy for him. He was a key to all those Saints teams, and he was just the rock there in the middle. And we all know how important those guards are to Drew Brees, and he gets that. So that um, is obviously really great there, and very, very happy for him. Darren Sproles. I mean, you watch Dar- Darren Sproles in his prime, and on the Saints, that all those offenses were so good. Those 2011s, 2013 Saints, he was just so shifty, so good. And, um, yeah, that's obviously... I mean, he was a just different type of player, and he was obviously extremely successful in that kind of flex role. He was kind of a better Reggie Bush, and I think Kamara is, is a better Darren Sproles. So I think the, the Saints leveled up at all those positions, which is um, really great there. And the defense, Cameron Jordan gets the nod from the um, defensive end position, which is really great for him, and that's amazing, amazing um, company he's in. I'm sorry there. Um, amazing company there with Calais Campbell, Cameron Jordan, Julius Peppers, and J.J. Watt. That's a great group, and uh, Cameron Jordan definitely deserves it. Great player, and he's just been in a Saints defense that's been very, very bad over the years. He's been the whole, sometimes the only bright spot. He is the anchor. Without him, I don't know what this defense would be, not even today, but overall, we'd be talking about a completely different team, and he's gotten no help and still puts up the stats that he puts up. Also, a really good overround just amazing player. He does everything really good, which is something you really... He's not just... Yeah, he's not the best pass rusher of all time, but he's a great pass rusher. He's great at stopping the run. He's great with tipping the balls at the line of scrimmage. He's just great at a lot of different things, and I'm really happy that he got honored for that, and that's that's a really big accomplishment for him. And again, congrats to him, because he definitely deserves it there, so really good stuff for him, and I'm really happy he got it. Other players that got that role... Um, kind of with some ties to Louisiana, Patrick Peterson, which is obviously a big one there. Congrats to him, Tyron Matthew, another player. So that's secondary. The Louisiana, the LSU guys are really getting uh, called for, so that's really good um, for those guys. So those are the really main guys with uh, Louisiana ties. Again, it's just, I mean, kind of interesting. I mean, I guess Adrian Peterson also <laughs> didn't really play that much on the Saints, but technically had a little blip in there when he was on the team. So very interesting stuff from the All-Decade team. I'm a little disappointed that Breeze didn't get it, but at the end of the day, I, I, I could see the argument against it if his Super Bowl doesn't count. If his Super Bowl counts, I don't know what they're thinking. But if his Super Bowl doesn't count, I just realized that. Like, technically, I guess that's a 2009 season. It's just very interesting how that would really is really making a difference for him. Um, but still, I mean, he's got all the stats leaders, and he's played... I mean, he's made all those stats. Um, the big He's made a big chunk of those in this 2010 range. Um, so, again, I just... I don't know about that. I guess we'll have to see what Breeze can do here to finish out his career in the 2020s. But uh, again, very, very interesting there as well. Before we get into our recap of the 2020 free agent season, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Welcome back into the Who Dat Discussion. And now we are going to get into the Saints free agent period here. As we're going to look at players they re-signed and just, and we're going to give you basically a recap. I'm going to give you a grade right away and then I'm going to tell you why that grade happened and why I thought what the Saints should get and how can they improve on it because technically free agency is not over and the draft as well. So here, my grade is interesting. I'm going to give them an A-. 
and a lot of people are giving them A's. I'm gonna give them a B plus, A minus right around there. They did what they were supposed to do, in my opinion. Um, and, and this is why I think you're better than a B. The Saints would have been a B if they just re-signed their guys. Because technically, if you re-sign all your guys, you're, you're doing an adequate job. You're bringing back the team that went 13-3, and but you're not making it better. Then you make one decision. You bring back, you, you bring back uh, Malcolm Jenkins, which is a big free agent signing for the Saints. I think he's an upgrade over Von Bell, so I would just niche it up to a B+. And then the huge signing is Emmanuel Sanders, who basically is an, a huge upgrade over Ted Ginn which I think anybody would say. Very, very interesting there. So that's why I'm on that that A- range right now, and I think I'm going to stick there unless... See, like, people are giving them A's because, yeah, they, they filled up their biggest spot, but to me, to get an A, you would fill up all your spots. And to me, the Saints would do that if they get a linebacker, specifically M- Nigel Bradham, I think would do a big job for them. Again, I don't know if the Saints are going to sign him, but I've been calling on it from the top of my lungs, and it's just very interesting. The Saints made some really good moves this offseason. They did. Emmanuel Sanders is going to be a huge point to this offense because, yes, you have Michael Thomas last year, and he had a great season. Most likely, he's not going to have as good as a season as he did the season before. So now you're going to have Sanders in there who we know is a player that's going to be that's going to be important to this offense. Just look what he has done. I mean, last year, he was a big part of that offense, 66 receptions, 870 yards, and five touchdowns. And again, this is this was him on a new team midway through the year. So he caught on very, very quickly, which I think is a really good sign for the Saints. I mean, 70 over 70 receptions in 2018. 2016 had a huge year. 2017 had a down year, and he was hurt for a little of the season, but um, for a quarter of the season. So definitely that took a hit to his numbers. Almost 80 catches in 2016, and then had some really big years, 2015, 2014 as well. Again, I think he's a player that's, he, he's an X-factor, and he is. And just like Jared Cook, so now you're adding, to me, this is what this is what your Saints offense is going to look like next year. First of all, you're going to have Drew Brees, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Alvin Kamara, I think, is going to come back and have a really good season. That's kind of my bold prediction. I think he's going to be very, very good. You're going to have Michael Thomas. You're going to have... Emmanuel Sanders, you're probably going to have a rookie there. You're going to have Trey Quan Smith, and then you're going to have Jared Cook, and then you're going to have Josh Hill as well. That's so many weapons, and this is now not an excuse for Drew Brees anymore. And what I and what I think is really big is that the Saints, and we'll see what they do in the draft, and I think that's really important, but I said they had to change something about this team. They had to change something because you lost in the wild card round, that's not good enough. You can't come back with the same stuff over and over again and expect different results. So you had to change something. And the offense they changed, we're going to get how they changed on the defense. But to me, I think they changed a lot by getting Emmanuel Sanders. Because he's that guy that can win in that 20 to 30 yard range. And even less sometimes. He's a great route runner. He's systematically just really good technique. And he's able to win in that range. That's where Drew Brees is most accurate. That's huge. He fits the Saints like a glove. Perfect fit. And the Saints were able to bring him in. And not overvalue him as well. Because his market value was about $10 million. He comes in for $8 million per year. Which, again, is really, really big. So, to me, again, this is a really good signing for the Saints. And he adds a different dimension. And I hope that they add a Chenault, a LaVisca Chenault in the first round. If not, then you add a Van Jefferson, in my opinion, in the third round. Which is probably, at this point, what you're going to have to do. And that's really big. That's really big. That makes the Saints um, a really great team. And it, it changes something. And I think another thing that's going to change it is Kamara being better. Give more touches to Murray. That's going to help a little change. Now, these are not big changes. But now you don't have Ted Ginn running 50 yards down the field. We don't need that. So why do we even have it? We can't do it, so why even have it? And if the Saints need that, they have De- Devontae Harris, who's going to be able, I think, it's probably better than Ted Ginn at this point in his career. So that's kind of my thinking. 
You don't need... And even, I think, Traquan Smith, he's going to have to change his game. And if he doesn't, he's going to be out. Because you don't need those 50-yard bombs on the field. Or he's going to have to hold on to those balls in the middle of the field. And that's another thing about Emmanuel Sanders. He holds it on. He's going to hold on for that catch and hold on for the ball, which is really big. And I was watching a lot of tape on him. So, again, I think he's going to be a really nice addition for the Saints. He really helped um, the 49ers last year. I think he brought a different dimension to that team. And they became a lot better with him. And I think that's going to be the same thing when he joins the Saints. And that's really big. And I'm just... I know I'm hammering home, but the Saints changed a little something. And I said coming into the year, Saints have to change something. Now, people were saying it's going to be big. It's going to be Teddy Bridgewater coming in. I was like, no. Keep Drew Brees. Change everything around. Let's bring back that twenty, that, that 2009 type of team where you had guys winning in that 20-yard that twenty yard range. You had a Marcus Colston. You had a, you had a Lance Moore. You had a Jeremy Shockey. You had a uh, Robert Meacham, Denver Henderson, who they could obviously win the deep ball, and the Saints were able to throw the deep ball, but then they also won in that range as well. And I think that's going to help a lot for the Saints. And again, you, you want to bring up those type of weapons. And I think the, that those type of players work really well with Drew Brees more than other players. But again, I think that's very big. And I do think adding a wide receiver is very big as well. And I'm excited to see what the Saints do with the draft. Because, I mean, there are a lot of great options for them. I think they're going to surprise everyone. I just, I, they always do. I mean, they did last They did last year by, I mean, moving up and getting, getting McCoy. I didn't think McCoy would fall to them. A lot of people were thinking other players. So to me, that was just kind of interesting. And then as well, I mean, the year before with Davenport, that was a huge surprise. So again, just to me, that is very, very important. And that was really big. And that's why you're going to get a minus. That's why they did better than average. They changed something, which was big. And on the defense, they changed something with Malcolm Jenkins. As he brings a different dimension that Von Bell doesn't. And said he's a safety that can really, really defend the pass very well, which is something the Saints need. Um, and I think Jenkins is going to help Williams a ton just to have that veteran just attitude. And it's not like we're bringing in a veteran like Jarius Bird because people are like, oh, he's going to be the next Jarius Bird. And No. L- let's face it. Jenkins knows the system he's coming into. He played with it already. He loved it. And now he's going to come back to it. And he's going to succeed, in my opinion. And... He's going to bring a different dimension to this defense that I think they need more playmakers, ball hawkers. The Saints were really good at taking care of the ball in 2019. They were the least, the, the, the offense turned over the least of all time. But we were only fifth in the league in turnover ratio because we did not get turnovers on the defense. You need guys that can do that. You have Malcolm Jenkins as a ball hawk, and that's really big for the Saints. Janoris Jenkins is a ball hawk, and we saw that late in the year. I think a full season of him is going to help a ton. Lattimore is really at his height. He's a ball hawk, but they're not going to throw to him at his height as much. Eli Apple wasn't a ball hawk. I mean, those types of players. When you're looking at the guys, I mean, you're looking at your two cornerback and your slot cornerback, which will probably end up being Jenkins, who also plays safety, obviously. Those are your main ball hawks. You have Marcus Williams now, a ball hawk. It should be a ball hawk at his best. I think that's a huge, a huge change. And Von Bell... It wasn't a ball hawk in the terms of interceptions, but he was a more fumble guy. I think that, I think you're gonna have Chauncey Garner Johnson step up in that in, in that way. I think they play very similar, and I, I think Chauncey Garner is gonna be better than. Um, that's just my opinion there, and I think I, I do think the Saints do need a another player in that secondary would really help them out depth wise. But I think this is a good team. I do really think this is a good team. Adding Nigel Bradham would make it the best team to me in the NFL, and that's not even that that good of a player you're adding, but. Again, before the draft, having a perfect team with no holes is very tough to do. I think the Saints would actually achieve it with him. Very, very interesting. And, and that's why you would get an A, in my opinion. They're not at that level, so that's why they're not going to get that A. 
but I do think that they changed part of their team to do that. And and the draft, they could do this as well. Now, in the first two rounds, or the first, I mean, I think the one of their first two picks, I should say, you can go out and get a Patrick Queen, Kenneth Murray, and then you go out and get a Van Jefferson. I think that helps the Saints even more, and I think that helps that change. And I think you added guys who had some youth, you inject some youth into the team, which helps a lot as well. If they're, I mean, they're obviously still youthful, but bring a little more, and those guys will love the Saints atmosphere. I really like it. I really like what the Saints are going to do here. Um, and and that, that's right now. Now, if you added Nigel Bradham, I'd be so impressed with this team that you, because you can add any position, and you can add a rookie to just play a perfect position, kind of like a Chauncey Garner-Johnson, and they can fit perfectly. It would be really big. Um, and, and, and that's when, if you get Bradham, you don't need to pick Queen, you don't need to pick Murray. You can pick a, a wide receiver to do just, and, and there's no pressure on their shoulders as well, which is really big. It's going to be a big difference, in my opinion. But we'll see what the Saints do. So next episode, we're going to do more of a just looking at each signing and give it a grade. We're going to rank it and give it a grade. So that's going to be our next um, episode. That's going to be probably coming out Wednesday or Thursday, maybe Friday. And then over the weekend, maybe an Easter special, we'll do a mock draft, an Easter special mock draft. Because now we're getting close now, a few weeks away from the draft, which is going to be really interesting. Still some moves I think the Saints need to make to, to, to win a Super Bowl. And, again, I, I think they're more than definitely a playoff team right now, probably a 12-4 and type team. But to take that extra step to go to the Super Bowl, I think they just need kind of one more impact player that could come from the draft, that could come from still late in free agency here. And I think that would be really helpful for the Saints team. So, so with all that said, I think it's time to wrap up this podcast. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion and haven't followed our various social media platforms, you can follow us on Twitter at the who that is. You can follow me personally on Twitter at Andrew Galata. You can follow us on Instagram at who that is. And then also you can listen to your podcast, this podcast, wherever you listen to any of your podcasts. That means Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, all that fun stuff. We are on every site basically that um, holds your podcast. So definitely check that out. Um, this was, I think the Saints are now coming up to a point in this offseason where it's very vital with draft coverage. Draft is still going to happen officially made today. So that's obviously really big. We'll see what happens here. I'm expecting the Saints to make one more surprise move. I just am. Um, it may be in the draft. It may be in free agency. But I'm expecting one more surprise move. Not just in the first round pick and picking maybe an impact player. I think they're going to do one move to be like, wow. And make us really excited about the team. But it's going to be interesting. I think this draft is going to be interesting. I think the rest of the offseason is going to be interesting. Hopefully the season starts on time. And I think that's something. I think it should. Um... In the conference call between all the commissioners and the president, the president said that he wants to get everything back going for football. It should be on time and everything. So kind of that August-September range, everything should be good. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed, pray- praying that we get football in September for sure. But, again, we're just all, all you got to do is just pray and everyone stay safe, stay healthy, guys. And uh, we'll get to you in our next episode where we rank the Saints free agent signings and free agent moves here. So with all that said, I want to say thank you. Run it back and who dat?